Good day and welcome to another episode of the International News Desk, whether you're tuning in on snl24.com forward slash Sokoloduma, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Play. Welcome to the show. I'm, of course, your host, Sean Roberts, and we have Kurt the Dirt Buckerfield back in the hot seat. It's been a while, Kurti. Happy, happy. Happy, happy, bro. Um, yeah, thanks for welcoming me back. I'm happy to be back. Obviously, work's <laughs> been a little crazy with um, this AFCON going on, and we've we Sure. Doing loads of campaigns for that. So, yeah, work's been super busy, but I had a, a nice little uh, break in Spain recently and uh, nice. I did the Orange River just before that. So, yeah, Stop it's it. been a good start to the year. How, how, how are things your side, bro? Things are peachy, bro. Um, yeah, good start to the year work-wise. Lots of holidays, December, Jan. So, but, um, yeah, good to be back in the hot seats and telling people news, I guess, and giving them what they want to hear. Nice one. So let's let's kick off with probably the biggest news that probably took you by surprise. (laughs) Definitely took me by surprise. Um, Jurgen Klopp to be leaving Liverpool at the end of the season. And I guess we can sort of touch on last night's game where could this be the fairy tale ending? I mean, that performance last night was really breathtaking from Liverpool against a very, very good team in Chelsea. Give me your, do you think there's... But he did say something else as well, Kurti. He promises mm-hmm. the Liverpool fans to never sign for another Premier League team. It doesn't mean he's not going to sign for another team. No, so, yeah. Yeah, well, g- give, us, give, us your, give us your whip. So I think that... Yeah, so obviously it was super unexpected because Klopp had um, a contract at Liverpool until 2026. And I think that that extension he signed was just in 2022. So what feels like the other day. Um, but Klopp said that he informed Liverpool of his decision in November already. Um, and yeah, he thought it was the right time to make the announcement. He said he's running out of energy and that he wants to experience a, a normal life before it's too late. Um, there might have been one or two other reasons, not sure, obviously, but um, I totally respect it. And I, I think Klopp is smart. You know, I think that he's announced it early because he knows that Anfield will never... Uh, or Anf- Anfield will be the loudest it's ever been from now until the end of the season. Um, yeah. He knows he's yeah. going to get a huge reaction from the fans. Um, I think he will get a huge reaction from his players if last night's game against Chelsea was anything to go by. Mm-hmm. That's exactly going to happen. Liverpool, obviously, top of the league at the moment. Um, of course, when you think back to their league title they won a few years ago now, that was behind closed doors. So they unfortunately weren't really able to celebrate that um, in the way that they would have wanted. So I think it's going to be a big, big run-in for Liverpool and for Klopp. Um, and yeah, I think it's, it's just going to be, I think it's going to work as such motivation for the players and for the fans and for everyone around the club to to give him the best possible send-off. As cliche as that sounds, I think that yeah. that's probably what is going to happen. I think that that might be something that Klopp is going for. I don't think he'll ever admit that. But sure. I think that he knows that announcing this now letting his players know. And by the way, he only let his players know the morning of the actual interview he did with Liverpool when he announced he was leaving. So wow. it's very fresh for them right now. Um, so yeah, let, let me touch on that, Curti. Do you think Klopp feels that this is the best chance they have to win the league? And this is why, this is my time to buy out. And Yeah, buy. like I said, Sean, I think there's yeah. probably one or two other reasons. Um, yeah. I've seen a few theories flo- floating around. There was one that said that Klopp was never um, a fan of those fly-on-the-wall documentaries and that Liverpool started shooting one earlier this season. Um, and it's probably something that he saw coming. Um, 
And I think that those things won't necessarily put him off the club and it won't necessarily make him want to resign. But yeah. I think that maybe Klopp feels like football is going in a direction that he just doesn't want to be a part of. And that's also okay. Um, that's just one theory, at least. And I can see how that makes sense. I'm not sure um, if it's absolutely true, but I can see how that makes sense. Um, yeah, I, I just think that the timing of the announcement is clever. I think Klopp knows what he's doing. Um, and it makes sense, Sean. After, after the season, he will have been there for nine years. And that is a long time in the modern day. Um, wow. He's essentially built that club, you know, from the ground up. Um, yeah, he took Liverpool back into the big time. First league title in 30 years, three yeah. Champions League finals, um, yeah. winning one and, of course, losing twice to Real Madrid. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's won every trophy available to him in England. And uh, whether, whether fans, rival fans like him or not, he is going to go down as one of the greatest managers to have ever worked in the Premier League. Um, his record speaks for itself. So I think that everyone just should respect his decision. I don't think that we need to read too much into it. I think, mm. you know, he's been there for a long time. And, and I think it also makes sense that Klopp is, I think, 53 years old. Um, mm. And in, in Liverpool, he won't be able to live a normal life, you know. Um, mm. It won't be simple for him just running down to the shops or going for a jog. Um, sure. And maybe he just wants to experience a bit of that because he got into coaching at Mainz in Germany, I think the season after he retired from football. So he's been in the game for a very, very long time. Mm. Um, and I think that he might just want a small break. And he even said, you know, he needs the break to see if he misses it. Um, so when he said he will never coach another team in England, I totally believe that. But I don't think that Klopp has a job lined up. You know, people mm. have said the Germany position... Um, I don't think like, there's anything like that. I think he's going to have a break, a small sabbatical, whether that's one or two years. And he'll probably miss it and want to get back into coaching. Um, but he's done just about as well as he could with Liverpool. And um, why not end it on a high? And hopefully um, that's the reaction he gets from the players and the fans. Yeah, I, th I think so. And just touching on the fans, Curti, as a Liverpool diehard fan, who, whoever is out there who is one, um, what are you going through now? You're obviously <laughs> super grateful, like for what Klopp has brought. You just mentioned what he's achieved. Um, you've got to be concerned 24, 25, 25, 6 onwards, you know, like... Yeah. Yeah, how do you replace someone like Jurgen Klopp? That, that's the scary thing. Yeah, so, yes, there's two ways to look at that. Of course, it feels like Klopp is irreplaceable and, you know, we shouldn't judge whoever that new manager is on, on Klopp's standards. I think that that's just going to be unfair to that person and they will have failed mm. in that before they even started. Um, the other way to look at that is that Klopp leaves this team better than he found it, um, a lot better than he found it. If you can remember some of the players he had in that side um, and the, the project rebuild he had to do um, to get this team to what it is now, it's, it's completely, it's, it's amazing. You know? mm. um, so I do think it's a much better team. I think that there are really, really good footballers in that side. Um, but that connection with Klopp that Liverpool fans have Mm. Um, that the, the stadium has with him, that the players with ha uh, they have with him, that is going to be very, very difficult to replace. Um, so I would say, if I were to give them advice, is to don't is to not think like that. You can't try and replace Klopp. It's going to be something new, and you're going to have to give that new manager time. Um, if you continuously compare him to to the great German, it's not going to go well for you, unfortunately. Mm. And, you know, United fans still deal with that today. When I hear these pundits talking about the Sir Alex Ferguson days, and back in my day, we wouldn't have allowed that. Well, I think those pundits and those fans who continuously bring the Ferguson era up, I think that they are the delusional ones. Mm. Because to try and get back to that, 
uh, under the managers that we've had, the standard of managers we, we've had since Ferguson left, it's impossible. You can't do that. You're just going to be hurting yourself, really. So I think that Liverpool fans should just accept it for what it is. Um, it's obviously very difficult. I mean, we have some Liverpool fans in the office who were just distraught. Um, so it's going to be hard, but um, who knows? Who knows what the future might hold? Like I said, whoever that next manager is will inherit a very good squad. Correct. And gives us a lot of content to talk about on the show, Kurt. Absolutely. From one legend to another legend, but a legend who hasn't felt as safe in his job. Xavi is set to leave Barcelona, um, going on record saying he hasn't been felt being felt uh, valued. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, talk us through that, Kurti. That's also, I'm not too sure if it's much as a shock, but um, did you see this coming? Yeah, I think I did. I, I didn't think that Xavi would resign on his own terms or announce that he was leaving at the end of the season. I yes. thought that he would eventually be sacked if things continued the way they, they had been. Um, yeah, been in charge since 2021. Um, walked yeah. into, I think, an impossible job, really. Um, he took over a Barcelona team that had just lost its uh, greatest ever player. Um, he wasn't able to strengthen the side with the signings that he would have wanted to due to the club's financial situation. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I feel sorry for Xavi because, you know, the media in Spain, um, and you, you won't see a lot of it in South Africa, we, we, we generally get more news from the English publications, but they are brutal. And Xavi has been, I think, really, really badly treated in Spain. Mm. Um, I think that he has been held to Guardiola standards, which, again, it's it's impossible and it's ridiculous of those fans to to expect mm-hmm. sort of that much of him um, or from him based on the quality of players he has, the financial situation, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I think that he has been undervalued. And I think that considering he's been there for, I think, what, this will be his third season in charge. Um, mm-hmm. With that team, he managed to win La Liga just last year. Um, he won the Spanish Super Cup now, obviously not a, a major trophy, but he's got Barcelona back into the Champions League. They, they, they had a two-year absence, um, or one-year absence, I think, and he got them back in for two consecutive seasons. So, yeah, I think he's actually done a good job um, mm. in the context of what Barcelona are today. I think he's done a really, really good job. Um, but that said, some of the performances probably haven't been good enough. And, um, you know, they probably feel Chevy probably feels that something needs to change Um, and he even said you know I can't let uh, this go on these standards just aren't good enough Um, but yeah if you you just mentioned it now him saying that he's he feels sort of undervalued and his work constantly gets criticism Um, Mm. I think that's a very difficult position to be in as a fan of the club you know that's a player who came from the academy was a part of its most successful team Um, So it's very difficult to be in that position because the fans, as much as they love you and and appreciate what you did as a player, um, they will turn on you if the performances aren't good enough. It's that simple. Yeah. Who would want to become a manager, Curti? No, I can't imagine it. I can't imagine it, bro. um... Sean, can you imagine doing a press conference every three days? Or two press conferences every three days or four days? It's mad. No, it's it's insane. It's insane. Yeah, I'll take my hat off to these guys for sure. Definitely not my cup of tea. Um, from one massive club to another, let's chat about United. Let's chat about uh, Sir Jim Radcliffe and his holding company, Ineos. Um, he has reached out to the United fans to ask for time and patience as he bids to get the club back to the very top of world football, Kurti. Um, How much time, how much patience, 
how much budget are they going to be throwing at this? I'll call it a problem, I guess, or project. Um, and what's happening at United? Yeah, so basically, so I think halfway through this month, um, February, will Sir Jim Ratcliffe officially be part of the, the board? Um, I think that's when his 25% stake uh, sort of will be confirmed and he will join the club. Um, he has been overseeing things. He's obviously been um, very, very influential in making certain appointments that the club have already made. Omar Barada, former um, Manchester City uh, chief. No, he, he was the, the CEO of the City Football Group, which owns Correct. Manchester City. Um, yeah. Apparently this guy, you know, played a big, in, a big hand in helping Manchester, Manchester City become what it is today over the last couple of years. Um, and I think he worked in a few other roles um, as part of the board too. So I think that's a smart appointment, you would have to say. We, we don't know too much about this fella and what his day-to-day -day job will look like, but um, he's worked for obviously a very successful club for a long time now. Um, so it does seem like a, a smart appointment on paper. Um, I know that there are a few other appointments that he's made um, to the board, and then he's going to be looking into. Uh, he's going to be looking at bringing in a sporting director in um, mm. over the next couple of weeks, which I feel will be massive for Manchester United. Um, they used to leave transfers up to bankers, you know. So I'm glad yeah. that that's not going to be the case anymore. Um, yeah, so I, I do think that fans will be patient. I think that there is some optimism around what Sir Jim Radcliffe will bring to United. And knowing that he has total and full control of footballing operations will be huge for us. Um, we can finally um, let go of the Glazers and we know exactly who is in charge, who's handling what. There used to be a lot of confusion around United as to... Mm the roles that people had, Richard Arnold and John Murtal and the Glazer family and Ed Woodward, it just seemed an absolute mess. And I think that they, they're going to be looking to streamline things. Um, they're going to be looking to, to invest in the squad. Um, whether Ten Hag is still there at the end of the season, I'm not sure. I think he will be given until the end of the season at the very least. Um, and I think that that's when we'll see some big investments. I think we'll see a lot of change in that squad, a lot of personnel changes. Um, potentially Jaden San Sancho, Mason Greenwood being sold, I'm sure, uh, a couple of others. And hopefully it's uh, it's the start of a, a new era for the club. But I think it's around the corner, Sean. I'm optimistic, honestly. And yeah, I'm, I'm also optimistic and really looking forward to uniting, United, you know, becoming United. We, we knew growing up, I guess. Um, just touching on Rashford, you know, mm. how true, what's the story? It's true. Um, yeah, it's bizarre, hey, at that level. It's totally bizarre. So, like, some of the details that came out, um, if our listeners don't know, but you were said to have been on this 12-hour tequila binge where you had this big night out, started at a restaurant, uh, that escalated, he landed up at a club, um, a waitress from the restaurant that he was at joined him, and she apparently gave this interview to The Sun where she sort of detailed this entire evening and how drunk Rashford was and how he passed out on his bed with all of his clothes on and didn't even get under the covers, blah, blah, blah. I'm not sure... All of that is true. Um, obviously, that can't really be verified. But what is true is that Rashford called in sick at United um, or from a training session. Um, and uh, it was because he had spent the night out the, the night before. Um, I think he got yeah. to bed somewhere around 3 a.m. That's what the report said. Um, and he's been disciplined for it. I think he was fined two weeks wages. Um, apparently, he has apologized to the, to the squad, um, who, by the way, were said to be very upset with him. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's poor behavior. And I, um, 
uh, yeah, it's it's horrible, man. I, I don't really, I, I don't know what to make of it because Rashford in the past didn't seem like that kind of guy. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I'm surprised, but uh, I guess anything goes right now at Manchester United. Yeah, nothing surprises me there, Kurti. <laughs> Um, let's move on to the Southern Hemisphere quickly before we chat onto the, about the predictions and the reviews. Uh, we've got to give it a shout out to Bafana Bafana. Yes. Um, I did say a week ago if we beat Morocco, we're going to win this. Ooh, sure. Um, don't get my hopes up, Paul. No. Um, the football gods were certainly on our side. I don't know if you watched the game, but I did, um, of course. Uh, Makupa, question marks, was it offside? I don't know. We'll take it. Missed penalty for Morocco. Um, obviously, Makuena's free kick was actually world class. Um, we can do it, Kurt. We I th- can I do think it. We can, Sean. Yeah, I, I really do think we can. Um, yeah, I, I was surprised. I mean, a lot of people, obviously, Morocco would have gone into that game as favourites, um, and they started really well in that first twenty minutes. Hakimi, who's the right back for Morocco, was playing. It was found himself in our box every other second, really, mm. Mm. and it, it it seemed like it was inevitable that they were just going to hit the back of the net, but they didn't, and uh, we went into halftime. Obviously, goalless. And then I think um, Makopa scored in the, what was it, the 57th minute. I thought it was offside, so I withheld my celebration. Yeah, same. Um, and then, of course, later on, Amrabat, uh, well, later on, the penalty is given to, to Morocco, which I thought was a penalty. I, I know it's harsh, sure. but I think the shot's on target. Um, yeah. So, unfortunately, it's got to be given. And then, yeah, Amrabat, Manchester United's Amrabat gets a, a second yellow that gets, uh, I think, overturned and turned into a straight red card um, before Tebojo Mokwena slots that free kick. Um, yeah, it's incredible, Sean. I, I think we can do it. I think this is, I was saying it probably, I think, when we advanced from the group that this might be South Africa's best chance in a long time, considering the nature yeah. of this tournament in particular. A lot of well, African giants knocked out. Um, Correct. A lot of upsets. And uh, yeah, I think I, I thought that we could beat Morocco. I had a friend who actually wanted to put money in Morocco winning that game. And I said, don't do it, Paul. It's not going to happen. Yeah. I was I was pretty confident. Um, yeah. And I do think that some of the stats, I mean, Timberswani was amazing in, in the last two group games. I think he got man of the match for, for both of those games. There's been a few players who've really put their hand up. Um, yeah. I'm not really sure about Percy Tau playing on the left. Um, it's obviously a tactical decision. Um, I don't know if Hugo Bruce wants him to. I, I don't know. I don't really understand the thinking there. Um, I'm not sure he's as effective there. But um, yeah, I think I, I agree. I, I think defensively we we okay. I, I like I like defensively. I think we're good. I think Ronwin, you know, he's world class. Ronwin, in my opinion, mm-hmm. most clean sheets at the tournament, by the way. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah, he's world class. Um, just up front, I thought we were going to struggle, um, and thankfully they've proven me wrong. But the rugby gods were with us, the <laughs> UFC gods were with us, and the football gods are going to be with us. I hope so, Sean. I hope we, I I hope hope so. we do it. I hope we do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Right, let's move back up to uh, the Northern Hemisphere. Um, we, we've, I mean, we could definitely touch on Liverpool-Chelsea again and how... I mean, Liverpool... Uh, Chelsea's a good team, man. And, and Liverpool absolutely destroyed them. And it was... Uh, I'm, I'm concerned for the first time in a long time as a City fan, even though City convincingly beat Burnley as well. Um, yeah, Liverpool are looking good. Liverpool are looking really good, yeah. And that's without Salah, that's without Trent Alexander-Arnold. Um, Sean, I don't know if you noticed 
who I thought was the standout performer from last night's oh, game was that young that youngster, that youngster. Connor Bradley at right back. Oh, oh my god, how good is that boy? It's insane. Oh my god, he doesn't make crossing. It. He doesn't he, stop. But he, so he's crossing, but it, it, he's decision making. He never makes the wrong pass. It seems like he always makes the right decision on the ball. Um, and the it's way like a younger, better-looking James Milner. Yeah, or Kurt Buckerfield. Better you know? player. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, he's good. No, good player. That, that was my, I think, second or third time watching him play. Um, and I was, I was flabbergasted. And I don't say that word yeah. often, Sean. I was flabbergasted. No, and he scored, I think, in the 40th minute. He scored. Well. He scored their second goal. Yeah, and he got two assists. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Proper watch out, City fans. <laughs> watch out for Liverpool. Um, United against West Ham. This week, uh, I think it's on the 4th of uh, Feb. This weekend, um, yeah. This weekend, yeah. Um, big game. Uh, it's That's always been a big game. It's always been a tough game for United West Ham. I don't know what it is, but it's uh, that'll be a goodie to watch. It'll be a good one, Sean. I, I'm worried. Let me, let me just say that. I'm worried about the team. I'm worried about the discipline. I'm worried about pretty much every part of Manchester United right now. So I don't know what to think. I don't know how to analyze that game or to preview that game because I just don't know which Manchester United will turn up. It feels like throughout this entire season, I've been waiting for us to build some momentum and just get going and yeah. put a string of performances together that builds confidence in the players yeah. and in the coach and fans. But it just has not happened. Um, yeah. it's, it's just impossible to call at the moment. I think one thing I will say, one positive is that Rasmus Hoyland has scored, I think, three in his last four games. Yeah. Um, and I think he's starting to show signs of, 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 you know, someone who will turn out to be, I think, a really good striker. I think he'll Correct. get there. And obviously, I've been impressed by, you know, the young Garnacho and Kobe Mainu in midfield. So there is something for us Manchester United fans to hold on to right now. Um, but I just don't... I don't trust any of the other players right now. And I, mm. I, I hate to be in this position, but I just don't. Um, Nana, obviously, that whole thing was a mess. Of course, he arrived to AFCON late, missed the first game, and then played Cameroon's second game, and then was dropped for the, the third group game and their round of 16 match. Um, so, you know, this goalkeeper is now returning to Manchester United out of form, low on confidence I'm worried about that does he just come straight back into the side um, there's a lot of uncertainty right now so I I'm not very hopeful but um, yeah let's see what happens <laughs> sorry Sean I just had to get that no, off my chest I just, I just hate seeing you like it's good I just hate it um, but I'll take it uh, Arsenal-Liverpool massive massive game um, yeah this is this could be a make this is a six pointer right this is a make or break for Liverpool I think so yeah they can't afford to drop points um, City have a game in hand. I think the current gap is five points. So very quickly that that gap can be closed if, if Liverpool aren't careful. Um, but, you know, I think they can do it. I think they can get all three points at the Emirates. They're mm. capable. They're playing really well at the moment. A lot of confidence. Um, so, yeah, anything can happen. I look forward to reviewing those next week, Curti. Uh, but next is my favourite part of the show where we get to seek the socials with our producer, Aiden Hewitt. Gentlemen, welcome back to Seeking the Socials. It's uh, It's been a minute. How are you guys doing? Thank, Thank you, Aiden. World class. Well, Kurt's not great. He's sad, yeah. but I'm great. I mean, yeah, I've been me, me, me too, Sean. We, <laughs> we, we both support United, but hey, 
Brighter horizons. We haven't done one of these in a while, so I thought it'd be best to just, you know, ease back into the swing of things. I'll give you guys a social media platform. This week we are heading to Twitter, so if you're ready, we can jump straight in. X. Great. I don't know. I don't like the word X or the name Correct. X because you know I'm going to say my Twitter feed. That sounds you know PC. Yes. Like hey that. guys, we're going to go to my X feed now. Yeah. Uh, doesn't fit. No, it doesn't roll off the tongue as well. However, the the statement or the question, however you perceive it, reads as follows: Which players who signed big contracts were a complete failure for that club? They brought a lot of excitement prior to actually playing, but were disappointing overall. Talk to me about some major flops. Are you saying at, at which club? At any club. Which players have signed for a Premier League team, right? And they came with a whole bunch of excitement. Oh, Premier League team. It doesn't matter. It can be any team you want, Sean. I just use Premier League as an <laughs> example for, for Kurt's for Kurt's query. Mm. So, they, so, they, so they came, sure, huge, massive excitement, but they were just <laughs> right? Who <laughs> who comes to mind? Uh, Andy Carroll? Is that a good shot? That's a decent shot. At I was Liverpool? actually thinking, I was thinking uh, Philippe Coutinho at Barcelona. Ooh, um, big one. They spent half of the Neymar money on him um, <laughs> and he had six good months. Uh, what about I like it? What about Torres? Was he at Chelsea? At Chelsea, Chelsea, yeah, yeah. He wasn't. I mean, he was good, but he wasn't. You know, Torres great. had Sean. I, I maintain, and I argue with people about this all the time. Torres had three good football seasons in the Premier League at Liverpool. He had that's it. The, he had I think a twenty goal season or twenty plus. The following I think was fourteen, and then eleven, and then he went to Chelsea. Um, but already in that 11 goal season, I think it was 11, somewhere around there. But mm. he was just down bad. It was like yeah. <laughs> really, really poor. It looked like he had lost all of his ability. Mm. Um, it must have been a confidence thing. But it was like the the, the striker that we saw at at Liverpool, even in his third season, oh, not third season there, but in his final season there, and the striker we saw at Chelsea, it was just totally different from who he who he was at at Liverpool mm. in his earlier days. So I'm not really a, I'm not really sure how that happened, but. Yeah, he he was he was awful. He was absolutely <laughs> awful. Well, um, Aaron Ramsey went to Juve, didn't he? Oh, that was a big one. Yeah, and he earned yeah. a lot of money there. That was a bit yeah. really good as well. Yeah. He was on like three hundred or forty thousand pounds a week or something like crazy. Like Somewhere that. around there, yeah. Yeah, it's it's. I'm gonna Google that actually. I think it was like ten goals of like a hundred games or something stupid like that. For Ramsey. Yeah, it was, I think it was, it was terrible. Fewer than that. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even think he got to 100 appearances. He couldn't yeah. have. Check, check he must have played uh, like 60 games or 50 games or something. Maybe 12, goals, 12 goals in 70 games. Okay. Yeah. okay. 400,000 pounds a week. <laughs> Does um, uh, Di Maria must be... to United fall into this category? Yeah. Uh, yes. Dude. I was about to say, Eden, <laughs> the, the whole of Manchester of United United's squad. <laughs> Literally every player we've ever signed since Fergie left. Yeah, that makes sense. Fellaini. What about what, what about the obvious one? Tyler Sean. Harry Maguire. He's world class. What do you want about? Come on, guys. Like it's, it's yeah the obvious one. Surely, but there wasn't a, a lot of hype. Around. I mean, Maguire was considered a good footballer in the Premier League, but but it wasn't the hype. It's the big contracts that were signed. That was the question, Kurt. Okay. Which players signed it the was big, a big ass contract? contract? It was a massive contract. And he know. was shit. 
he well, well Jaden Sancho has to be one. Jaden Sancho yeah. is probably the most recent, the the best example there because he, For sure. he signed a deal I think worth two hundred and fifty or between two hundred and fifty thousand uh, pounds a week uh, to three hundred thousand pounds a week. Mm. Um, big five year deal. I think it was five years. Yeah, and it was, was awful. I think he had yeah. three good games. Yeah. I mean, there's there's zero to hold on to there as a, as a United fan. I can't handle the people who yeah. side with with, yeah. with with him over Ten Hag. There, I'm like, what yeah. have, what have you seen that I have uh, that I have? What what about Griezmann to Barca? Yeah, that's another very good example. Yeah, very good example. And she I was, was watching cool. Barcelona every week then, Sean, and he was actually he was used as a defensive winger on the left, and like <laughs> obviously because Messi was still playing. Yeah, um, they had to fit him. In some way, and they spent a lot of money on him. Yeah, um, he was earning big, big cash. But um, just, did, just did not. Same as Morata at Chelsea, I guess that's a good example. Morata has been around though. Hey, yeah, you know, I think he signed. He signed a while ago there. It's a good five, six years he's there been there. Be a few sure. good examples at Chelsea too. Yeah, Chelsea is, is right Morata still like fully contracted to Chelsea, but he's just jumping. No, no, no. Loan he's deals? at Atletico Madrid. Okay, as a like a full time contractor. Eh? Yes. Okay. No, he's been there for a few, a, a good few years now. Um, uh, guys, we're missing the easiest one. I've just forgotten his name though. No, oh, that's awkward, isn't it, Sean? Oh, I've got it. Does he play for Manchester United by any chance? Because Gareth Bale, when he returned to Tottenham. No, oh, even when he went to Real. I mean, it was just it's a five year golf golfing contract. Yeah, but he scored heaps of goals. Yeah, ah, but I mean, he Sean, took I the. Don't know if, I don't know if I can agree with you on that one. He took the. P- he wasn't a major flop. flop, right? Like, I think. Yeah. When, mm, okay. No. Okay. Well, what's yeah. interesting about that, Sean, is like, and I, I've had this conversation with fans too. So people who are like casual football fans here in South Africa, who are yeah. like, I support Real Madrid. They will love Gareth Bale and they say he's a club legend. But if yes. you go and ask people in Spain whether Gareth Bale's a club legend or not, I think they might laugh at you. Of course he's not. <laughs> they, a lot of them didn't like him. There were, there were times when his car was being attacked after games where he <laughs> performed poorly. They could not handle him at times. And then obviously that whole um, Wales, Golf, Madrid yes, thing yes, came yes. out. Um, so that I don't, I mean, he didn't have a good relationship with fans there at all. I don't yeah. think that they would consider him a, a club legend, even though he was part yeah. of very successful teams and won multiple Champions Leagues. I think he scored in two finals. Yeah. Um, they don't consider him a great club legend. There, I don't. I don't yeah. think they do. But I, but I, it would be harsh to call him a flop. Yeah. Well, no, Alexis Sanchez, by the way. Ah, oh, another one. He signed a huge deal at United. I think he was our highest-paid player for a long time. Yeah. Um, and was. Yeah, it was pretty horrible. I was upset well, about that Pepe. one. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed San, uh, Sanchez, but then, you know. What about Pepe? Pepe to Arsenal. Oh, Nicolas Pepe. He was a flop, wasn't uh, he? Nicolas Pepe. Terrible. Yeah, I think he was signed for 72 million. Where did he come from? He came from Lille or something? Or... It was? Lille. Well, I think it was Lille. Yeah. Lille, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he signed for over 70 mil. Didn't they and sell was, him for like eight million then? Like, it was dog poo. Yeah, some, <laughs> some decisions are horrific. I think they actually let him go for free, Aiden. Oh, there was even. no fee paid in the end. <laughs> <laughs> I think United, by the way, might have to do that with a few players uh, uh, in the next six just, months. Just cut the losses. Yeah, yeah you've got scary. it. Aiden, I hope that answers your question, my friend. Yes, it does, gentlemen. Thank you very much. And uh, I look forward to see what next week has to bring. Cheers for now.
Cheers, Cheers Adam. Adam. Shot, that, gentlemen and listeners, is how we wrap up this episode of the International News Desk. So whether you have been listening on SNL24.com, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, thank you for tuning in. I've been your host, Sean Robertson, of course. Kurt the Dirt Bucketville. Thank you, my friend. Same time, same place next week. Thank you, Shawnee. Cheers, my boy, Jake.